We're back. All right. So as you all know, LeBron James left. Poop. Yeah. We ain't going to the finals for a while, so y'all better get comfortable. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you all enjoy not going to the finals. Well, why would we? I don't know. I'm hurt. I hope you all enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Were you looking for something else? (laughs) Yeah, I thought... I thought you were just ready with takes every time I played the reveal. Reveille. No, I usually ask you to reveal me. Oh, okay. So well, you can later. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I will. So talk to me. What? What was? Where were you? And what was your first reaction when you saw Bleacher Report come across? So I was at. I actually was watching Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom at the movie theater with my wife. Well, you're not buying that movie, are you? No. Uh, also wasn't as good as the first one. I'll say that as the, (laughs) obviously wasn't as good as the original Jurassic Park series. My order for that would be in order one, two, then three, then follow. Well, Jurassic world is better than probably three. No one cares. No one cares. Oh, no one cares. Okay. So I asked you your reaction. (laughs) About LeBron leaving. Oh, that's right. I can't think of something more terrible than listening (laughs) to a podcast (laughs) about movie reviews. I would specifically Jurassic Park. Yeah, I would gouge my own eyes out. Please don't. Okay. Okay. So, um, so Chris Pratt revised his role uh, in the movie, and (laughs) (laughs) he's really America's sweetheart at this point. I mean, people love this guy, okay? And uh, I won't spoil the ending, but there is a really good part where, like, volcano what, like a Tyrannosaurus explodes. Rex eats somebody? Great. Well, yeah. Like, we all course. know that. Just Obviously, that on, happens. Dude. Okay, so I was trying to, and you interrupted me. The volcano explodes. <laughs> so I'm in Jurassic World, and I walk out. And so I probably got the news like a few minutes late Um, and I just read it and my wife was walking out of the bathroom after the movie and she read it the exact same time and we both just looked at each other and then she gave me like the sad face because she's much more of a Cavs fan than I am. I mean, I have no problem admitting that. It's weird. So, um, but obviously, I mean, I was pretty disappointed then uh i think what i think the salt in the wound was the four-year deal was the three-year plus one i'll tell you what that's a real slap in the face and i'm gonna get into that a little bit later okay okay Um, it's a real slap in the face because we could have had the team that he wanted here if he would have committed yeah i agree and so then you go and give the lakers a four-year yeah and there's a lot of reasons that doesn't make sense but i mean that was basically my my reaction and then 
actually that night we were playing Sea of Thieves, and then mm-hmm. I just didn't get on the microphone because I didn't want to talk to anybody because I was kind of upset. So, I mean, it was really just pure sadness. Like, I'm not really at the anger stage yet. I'm just bummed out about it. Right. So, you know, I don't even know if I want to finish the show. Okay, now you're going EJ Gaines. He totally besmirched me today, and I demand satisfaction. I will tell you what, he did besmirch Cleveland. I will say that. I mean... So can what part? Where are we going with this? Can I tell you about why I like why it doesn't make any sense to me? Or yeah, go ahead. Okay, so it's your show. You can do whatever you want. It is my show. That's why I just belged into the microphone. All right, let's go. Come um, on, come on, come on. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense to me because, like we said, so you get the three-year plus, you know, plus player option for one fifty-three. So he leaves fifty million dollars on the table. And then he goes to a like significantly worse team than the Cavs. Like a, as the Cavs are constructed right now, the Lakers are significantly worse, but they're definitely worse than what we could have done with what we had. Because you know, couple days before he signs, they say the Kemba Walker deals off the table. We now know why that was. Right. You know what I mean? Like why Winhorse said that door is closed because we were like, okay, he's not coming back. Right. Then, you know, you lose, you lose the chance of, of, you know, Paul George, you know, and when I saw Paul George, you know, take that deal mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's good for us. Right. Yeah. So now it's like, like you could have had Kimba, him love and a good, you know, Nance and a decent nucleus he already boned us again with the JR and double T contracts. Yeah. Just like he did the first time he left. And so it's just like it, it, you're still just left here with like holding a sack of potatoes like well I just don't get it. I don't understand why he makes that decision. So honestly, I mean I think that and we've talked about this at great length and we don't have to get into all of it, but like the front office and ownership group of the Cavs has something to do with that. Where like, in my opinion, I still stand by the, what I said before, which led to like an eight day argument between us. But I really don't think that from the time that they decided to not re-sign David Griffin until this trade deadline, mm-hmm. they really didn't do anything to help their cause with keeping LeBron. If he already has a whatever relationship with the ownership group and you have to get past that, then it's like, and like I said, I'm not totally blaming them because it's, I mean, LeBron, I, I, this was like one of the few dumb business decisions I feel like he's ever made. But like, you, at some point, you have to roll the dice and make the trades for Kemba or or do whatever at the trade deadline if you really are committed to keeping him. Now there's reports coming out that maybe they weren't. Maybe they it was like, we really don't want him back. And, like, might not be that bad of a decision based on the fact that they're like, 
we're not winning any championships anytime soon with how the Warriors are constructed, and that's before Boogie got there. But it's like, I feel like we were led to believe they were going to do everything they possibly could, and I'm not really sold on the fact that they did. And on top of that, if I can move past that, I really don't have a lot of confidence in Dan Gilbert and Kobe Altman to rebuild a championship roster without LeBron. I just don't. I don't think that to me, if you're looking at me and going like, here's my hand, I'm like, I, I don't I don't look at that and go, yeah, those are the two guys that can do it. Well, I just, I mean, I think at this point, it's an unfair juncture to say. And it might be. I mean, I, I'm, I am, that's pure yeah, speculation. Yeah. I'll admit. Well, that. and I think like, cause I, I mean, I agree with you, but you can say that about anybody who's really unproven. And the reason that I say that they're unproven is every decision and everything to this point, it's the same thing argument that can be made for Ty Lude continuing to be the head coach going into all this is you don't really know like what Ty Lu is as That's a fair. head coach and you don't know what Kobe Altman is as a GM and you don't really know like I mean you might I guess you know what Dan Gilbert is as an owner but like Kobe Altman as a GM and Ty Lu because it's like everything that they've done the processes the systems the offenses, the defenses, everything that they've run has been right, LeBron. and so that's why I'm not I'm not just crucifying them right away. Right. All I'm saying is, if you're asking me today, yeah, I don't have the confidence yeah. that these are the guys. And it's the same. And you could say the same thing about any unproven sure. GM or coach that steps in. So, and and I mean, I, I I overall agree with that. I mean, I I still like for me the way that I look at it is this is like I think. LeBron is a player who, and it's very well noted, he likes to have power. Right. He likes to have the power in scenarios. I mean, otherwise he just could have said he was going to the Lakers like a month ago. Right. And nobody would care. Like, we'd be past, long past this. Right. So he likes to have the power. He likes to have the spotlight on him. He likes to have that. and we It's like well documented that that's the case. I think it was 100% a slap in the face to the ownership and to Cleveland that he signed a four-year deal about less than a year after saying, no, I'm not committing to you so that I can get Paul George or Jimmy Butler on my team. And I mean, really, when you look at that, you go, okay, you have Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, and LeBron on a team, and you still have guys like, you know, Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, you still have a nucleus of that. A team like that, they could take the Warriors, the the, the Warriors <laughs> at that time to a six game right. series. Yeah. They could have. And for him to look at you and go no and then turn around and sign a four year deal with like a roster that's not good and a bunch of free agent signings that aren't good. I would be it's embarrassed just, by that. It's I, just kind of like, so what? Like, what was the actual the actual game plan here? Like, what is your long term goal? And if it's basically, I guess the way that I look at it is, if he goes, it's because I want my kid to go to high school here because it's going to give him the best chance to like make it to the pros. Like, okay, that's different, but like he's still veiling it under. I, I want to win championships. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you're saying you want to win championships, but like all they've done is sign Lance Stevenson and Ray John Rondo. 
Oh, and JaVale McGee. And JaVale McGee. <laughs> so, like, and the Warriors added Boogie. Right. So, like, you're not even going to make it to the finals. You might not even make it to the playoffs yeah. next year with the way that the yeah. roster is current. Dude, they might not make that, that team might not make it to the I agree. I agree. Unless there's something that's going to happen with Kawhi, which it doesn't look like it is, because they're not going to trade them to the Lakers. Yeah, and reportedly, the Lakers keep going back to the Spurs with worse offers every time. Yeah. And and, and so, so and like, I, guess, I guess he must but, be willing to wait a year. But I guess that's what but, my point is. Is yeah. like so he's so like that's the thing that blows my mind about LeBron is he's so angered about Dan Gilbert and how much I hate him and getting rid of. David Griffin and all of this, like it just makes me sit back and wonder if it would be any different. That's, that, that's, I guess I that's guess what my, I'm saying is, thing. is like, okay, were we in a no win situation from the start? Right. Because it's like Dan, David Griffin couldn't like all of the sudden make our, our ridiculous salary cap situation. Right. I just way. wonder if that would have gotten LeBron to commit, which then mean for a longer term, which then means that they're pulling the trigger on those, st- on but, getting those other yeah. star players. And like I said, I'm not saying that's for sure. It just makes you want sit back and wonder, like, is there something that they could have done along the way? And, and we'll never know that. We'll never yeah, know the yeah, answer. Yeah, you'll never know the answer. Which sucks. But. And at the same time, though, is like that is not who LeBron has ever been to commit to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's always. Until now. And he's like stuff. always prided himself on being a smart businessman. Bro, you just left like $50 million on the table right. to go sign with a worse team that's going to hurt your brand. Yeah. Like, at least here, we held up our end of the bargain of getting you to the finals. And I think, too, like, I just think it's weird because, like, he he has to know full well, like, Los Angeles will never love you as much as they love Kobe Bryant. They, but, like, you're literally like a like Jesus in Cleveland. Like, yeah. wh- like, I just don't, that's what I'm saying, I just don't get it. It just doesn't make sense. It's unless, like, and, you know. Unless the relationship between the front office and him was, like, so bad that he couldn't stand it. But, like, that's not what he was saying. Right. And that's not what his actions were showing. You know what I mean? It was all just about, I'm not going to commit to long term. And then that handcuffs what they can go out and do. Because, I mean, so here's my other thing, though, is, like, can you really... I guess that's my thing, though, too, is, like, I'm not mad at Dan Gilbert either, like, I am in a certain sense because he does douchey things. Right. Okay? Like, he does douchey things where you're just kind of like, dude, can you just not... It's like the same thing with Donald Trump. It's like, dude, if you would just shut up... Then like, everybody wouldn't hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just don't talk. Just, like, do, <laughs> like, a yeah. good... Like, just do a do your job. Right. And, like, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but oh, you yeah. run your mouth so much that it's like you create so much... You put so a target much, on your back. Yeah, you, you create so much disparity. You. Right. And so it's like, I don't know. I, I guess it's like with Dan Gilbert, you like you look at him and you're like, well, you do douchey things that maybe make LeBron be like, God, I just don't like being around you. But then you also look at it and you're like... You can't be that mad at him for going, well, if he's not going to commit long term, then I have a responsibility to this fan base to look at the overall picture and go, well, LeBron's 34. His entire game is predicated off of athleticism. And at some point, 
within the next two to three years, his athleticism is going to go from like a 90 to like an 80. Right. And it, it's to. it's going to happen. Just and it and for guys like LeBron, it'll happen in the snap in a, like an off season. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let's let's knock on wood because I don't ever wish this on anybody. But it's the same thing. Like Kobe Bryant was an Iron Man, mm-hmm. then he tore his Achilles. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you don't wish that on somebody, but that's typically the way well, that kind as of you stuff get happens. Older, I mean, it's just the nature. Yeah, it's the nature of it. And so. so I guess to me, it's like you start looking at it and you're like, look, they were willing to pay you the 200, the 200 million dollars because like you are what Cleveland basketball is at this point. Like you are Cleveland basketball. And so they were willing to do that and they were willing to go make these trades most likely. And they probably looked at him and said, look, if you're, if you look at us and go, I'm signing a five year deal, we'll get these done. Mm -hmm. We'll figure out a way to make this happen. And we don't, I mean, we're like, Pretty sure the Kemba deal was on the table, and we don't even know what else. But could have been on the CJ table. CJ McCollum whispers. I mean, there were there were whispers yeah, that they Ka- were going to be able to turn that to Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi. I mean, uh, there's like you said, a bunch of different stuff that whispers in the in the mix. But I mean, you look at it and you go, okay, here's this. And to me, as much as Dan Gilbert does douchey things, he's always proven to LeBron over those four years that he's willing to do whatever he can he'll pay any amount of money to, to get a championship. championship right and there has to be but like what what if the like the lakers are proving to you right now with not going here's brandon ingram for Kawhi leonard which that's what the holdup is is the lakers right. don't want to give up brandon ingram. brandon right. ingram and that's who the spurs want right for Kawhi, mm-hmm. and they won't give him up and then they dan gilbert yeah. would have gone <laughs> yeah there you go Kawhi, come on here right. like it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. The only thing that I can think of is one, he wanted his kids to go to a specific high school. Two, he wants to like go learn from Magic Johnson because he has like some infatuation with Magic Johnson, right. and he has aspirations to own be, team, own a team, yeah, and be involved. Yeah, in and I mean, I guess it's like to me that's what's stupid. So it's like okay, he's gone now, so whatever. I don't want to talk about it until we get to the next section because I'm already starting to get heated a little bit about <laughs> it. Okay. Um, so, where like where do you go now? I mean, I guess that's the thing. Do you keep K Love? I think that I think you keep Love for till the trade deadline. At least until the trade deadline, because he has what basically a one and one left. Is that right? He has no. I think it's too solid. I don't think he has the player option. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think you keep him. You show that he's still the player that's capable of like twenty-five and twelve a yeah. game, and then you have to move on from him. Now, everything I'm hearing is that there is a market for love now. Oh yeah, and so I mean, it all depends on like what you get offered and what deals. But yeah, I mean, you you basically have paid and you are afforded the right to wait out and get a great deal for him. So let me ask you this: because we have no picks. Like the Atlanta has our pick, yeah, but it's year. top ten protected. Oh, okay. so like if we are the, right. if we get the number three pick, we it's it, ours. It's ours back. Yeah. So Griffin put a bunch of protections on like all those first round picks he traded, um, and teams obviously took it assuming LeBron would be here. LeBron was going to be there. Right. Um, so yeah, basically. What like I saw on Bleacher Report this one article five trade packages for Kevin Love. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Okay, so one of the trade packages was take him and Kyle Korver because the Lakers need like severely need 
shooters. Shooters. Everybody they brought in is like a terrible shooter. I don't. I don't get that. I know. Rondo, Lance Stevenson, McGee, and there's like one more, one more free agent signing, but none of them are. Yeah, they're all like paint guys. Yeah, yeah, like LeBron. Um, it, th- dude, it makes no sense, but it is what it is. Um, so d- trade that him out there and either get it was like and get either Kuzma, Ingram, or um, Josh Hart back and look at him going, we'll take the Luol Deng contract. Yeah. Yeah, any any deal they make for uh, veteran players is going to have that attached to it, that Luol Deng contract. I mean, it, well, it just is what it is. Like, you gotta, you're going to mail in this this season. Well, I guess what I'm saying, though, is, like, if you can make a trade like that where you go, hey, we'll take a, a Luol Deng contract that we know we can basically buy out next year mm-hmm. or we'll cut him um, right. type of thing, but you ship out two guys that rightfully so should be afforded the opportunity to compete for mm-hmm. playoffs and championships and all that in Corver and in in Kevin Love. But like if you got back like a Josh Hart, a Kuzma or a Brandon Ingram, I'd love to get my yeah, hands I'd on Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. But if you can get that and then you compare that with Colin Sexton, Larry Nance, some of these like young cores and you'll core players and you'll probably end up with a top 3 pick next year and you get another elite talent and that's kind of your budding core big 3 mm. that you're able to get your hands on. Um the other big thing that they're talking about in this thing, and I've actually started to hear more rumors about it, like more that there's some substantial talking about it, is a straight-up swap again for Andrew Wiggins back, back to Cleveland to, and, Kevin. and Kevin Love going back to Minnesota because they think he'd be such a good fit alongside Cat. Right. Uh, Apparently the big cat is like not easy to deal with. Like people want – like Jimmy Butler Jimmy doesn't Butler want to doesn't re-sign, re-sign with there yeah. because he hates which is Kat. surprises me. But yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Like I'm okay with any of that. I'm okay with not, you just know, getting a young player. Moving love, yeah. Because I like I love like love was awesome. I loved having him on the team. But yeah, I mean, you have to move on. You're not going to win a championship. I agree with you though that they're going to look at it and go. We want like Minnesota love back, and basically he's going to put in like twenty six and fifteen every night, and have a couple of games where he scores thirty and gets thirty rebounds, and then we're going to look at everybody and be like, "Hey, give us your next seven years of first right, rounders yeah. and for something him, crazy, and trade him to a team that's competing." That's why, yeah. to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to trade him in this off season because you can wait until the trade deadline and get somebody that's desperate to get to the playoffs or or get over the hump and they think that's the final piece they need right. to make it to the finals like or a Utah Jazz yeah, or somebody yeah. like that right and yeah i mean and and they've got they're flush with young talent you know even the kings have some some decent young talent that you know but it's like I just wouldn't be in any hurry to trade him, I guess, is, right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think the big things, I guess I saw another report that they went to George Hill talking about a buyout on his contract. Um, I think what you're going to see, hopefully they make some trades here for guys like George Hill, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, and they can move some of those contracts out. 
Oh, I think now that LeBron's gone, they're pretty much committed to getting under the luxury tax at the very least. Right, which would be smart. I think the big thing for me is I don't think that this rebuild's going to take as long as another one. I think actually the moves at the trade deadline actually put us in a position to expedite that. They're going to re-sign Larry Nance. I think he's going to end up being a pretty good power forward in the NBA. Okay, I think that they're going to end up being – he's going to end up being a pretty good power forward in the NBA. I think that um, as as bad as Jordan Clarkson was in the playoffs, he's still a good young player mm-hmm. who can score. I think they'll bring Rodney Hood back. Which they offered. They offered him a, a restricted free offer. agent yeah. contract. Um, so I think he'll be you know, a good enough player that you look at the scenario and go, okay, we have good young pieces here. I think, you know, depending on what Colin Sexton does. Which, I, and we could, we haven't talked about that at all, but I love the the Sexton draft pick. Yeah, me I too. Mean, I mean, did you see the video of him where he, like, tells yells at Penny Hardaway? Yeah, your son's trash. Your son's trash, and then stares him down the rest of the game. And yeah. then there's another one where he's, like, lined up for a foul shot, and the dude's, like, looking at him in the eyes, and he just turns and stares at him. Yeah. He's just, like, not afraid of anything. And yeah. He seems like he's, he's a, a competitor. good scorer. Yeah and, yeah, and he played at Alabama. I mean, that's not... Yeah, and he took Alabama into the playoffs, and Alabama is traditionally not a basketball right. school. So I like that pick. You but still, his hair's weird. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, you have your point guard People set don't up. forget. I think that uh, Seti Osman is, is going to turn into a good NBA player. That's one I could see, like... like attaching him to love like with love like that he's chetty's a guy that people that teams are gonna want right but i mean i think at the end of the day if you do that then you're getting like brandon ingram yeah like, yeah it'll you know be what like I'm if saying? they could if they had that opportunity to get like a budding superstar yeah then that i don't think he'd be off the table no i would agree with that but i mean i think seti coming back is good i think zizic is going to be a, a good rotation guy. I think it's like our roster is way better than what it was when LeBron went to Miami. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those scenarios where it's like we're going to have a high pick next year. Um, so we can take Colin Sexton and put him with a guy like, you know, a big guy coming out next mm-hmm. year, um, small forward position. Plus you have, you know, all of these other guys, a Rodney Hood and all this who just got NBA Finals experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus, it's going to be the first chance you get to see Tyron Lue go and look at a bunch of young guys and go, here's how we're going to play defense. Right. Like, I honestly could see this year if you kept Kevin Love the whole year, okay? I could see the Cavs sneaking into the East playoffs. I don't even know necessarily that they would sneak in. Like, I think, because, well, like, granted, the East got even worse. Right. But, like,. I mean, you got, you know, Celtic Sixers, Bucks, Raptors, obviously, but then it's like, we're not worse than the Heat. No. You know, we're not worse than, I mean, really, the Raptors are probably going to move a lot of their talent anyway, but, right. you know, you look at the playoff teams from last year, and it's like, we're, not, I mean, with love, yeah. we're not that much, you have we're a guy not that who can far score. Off. Right. And that's what I'm saying, though, is I think if, like, all those guys can score in a system. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you, okay, if you give Ty Lue the actual chance to put in that offensive system and instill def, instill defensive principles, 
where it's not just like, hey, we're going to flip the switch right. <laughs> all year long. It's like, I think all of the sudden you can have a gritty, hard-nosed playoff team. And I think that's to the point where you hear them talking about, look, we're looking to reload, not rebuild. rebuild. Yeah. So, like, what I can see happening is we make it as an eight seed in the offseason or something, like, right? And then in next offseason, we take Kevin Love and our late first-round pick to trade up to, like, three or something like that to – Somebody who's like, hey, our best player got hurt and we ended up right. with like a third, you know, something like that. Like if the Utah Jazz, like Donovan Mitchell breaks his ankle next year. Yeah. It's like, and he's out the whole season or something like that. And they plummet and they're terrible because mm-hmm. they have nobody else. Like, okay. But I don't know. I mean, I, I just. I don't, I wouldn't say that the future is like bleak. Like, it's like you said. I mean, they kind of prepared themselves for what was going to happen, and then they made all of these moves at the deadline like that could work either way, right? Where yeah. it still gave you tradable assets the following season, but also obviously did well enough to get you to the finals. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it, it just all it depends on what they do with all of it. I think, I think Cleveland would. I don't think Cleveland would be sad to see Jr. go after the meltdown. Right. Um, well, I think they're also realistic enough to understand that, like, it's time to, like, yeah. JR's older, Corver's old, Tristan Thompson has run his course in Cleveland. I'm excited about it. I want to, I'm excited to get a young team on the court. How about that for a wow, take? Wow, dude. Waking up a little bit. How about yeah, that? Hmm? Absolutely. Hmm? 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 How do you like that? What else you got on that little notepad of yours? Uh, I mean, we pretty much covered everything. Oh, okay. Do you have anything else to add? Who's your most exciting two players to watch for next year with the Cavs? Oh, definitely Sexton. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see how Chetty develops only because... Those were my exact same two. Okay, well... Colin Sexton and Chetty. There. Did you see the highlights from his 20-point game mm-hmm. in the FIBA thing? Yeah, in the basketball uh world basketball classic or whatever yeah 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 he i mean he's he legitimately can be a a really good player i think i think he'd be a good starter yeah moving on okay now this is our birthday segment and this birthday is for a very special America. <laughs> so and happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. And that was our birthday segment. All right, it's that time. We'd like to welcome to the studio, since Stephen A. Smith just left, Mr. Vic Vinegar, everybody. <laughs> Should I just be like super amped right now or something? Probably. Like, don't I... Hey, how's everybody doing? Ow. Should have warned me. Could have turned I, the headphones down. Did I just warn you? I guess so. Because I think that I did. All right. So we got a couple of topics that Vic Vinegar, a.k.a. Nick Ferry, a.k.a. Big Dog Vic Vinegar, is upset about. Vic, you got that other snack tray? I certainly do, Hugh. Okay, certainly great. do. All right, so first topic is 
supposedly the Indians are going to stand pat at the trade deadline and not trade their assets. So here's the thing with it. Okay. Okay. So I was listening to Buster Olney this morning, and he's saying the Indians take everything in an analytical approach, and they're like, hey, we're not going to trade these guys because the AL Central is going to be terrible for several years. So, like, we're going to extend our window through all of these years. So we're not going to trade all of them for Manny Machado, who basically is going to give us like possibly only 15 plate appearances in the, in the, in the playoffs and then be gone Mm because they're not going to pay him. Like how many, like, okay, the nineties Indians, let's just like start there. Okay. The nineties Indians. Mm -hmm. How many times did we make it to the world series during the nineties? Your mom and dad aren't at work. That's why they lost the house. They're probably the dog track getting wasted twice. We had like we sold out all those games. We did all that stuff. We made it twice. Mm-hmm. We lost in Game Seven both times. Right, right. And basically, like you see that, like just extending that window doesn't necessarily do anything for you. Right. You need to like look at the scenario and go, "I'm buying right now a championship. I'm just gonna go buy it. Like just go, just go." Fucking buy it for once. <laughs> like, we need a championship here. Like, if they don't go and do it, like, if they don't make a move and go do this, 2018 is basically going to get remembered as the year LeBron left. That's that's basically what's going to end the up Super happening. Bowl. You want to know what would be absolutely amazing? Yes. This is what I'm really hoping for. This is like my Christmas wish, okay? Because okay. you know Magic Johnson's a part owner of the Dodgers. Uh, okay. You didn't know that? No. Okay, he is. And the Dodgers are, like, one of the best teams in the NL, in the National League. Mm-hmm. Okay? My, like, Christmas wish list is that the Indians play the Dodgers in uh, the World Series, and LeBron is in the is in the box with Magic Johnson, and Francisco Lindor hits a walk-off home run to win the World Series. And then points up at LeBron? Yeah. And then they put a crown on his head head as he crosses home plate dude eat my boogers you eat my boogers that's what he would say to lebron (laughs) dude that's what i'm saying dude go get manny machado go get some relievers sell your farm for it and bring us a world championship that's all i'm saying okay oh hey Vic, Vic! whoa Smell that vinegar boiling up inside you, but I need you to save some. That was just the the appetizer, baby. Do that for me, okay, baby boy? Do that for me, baby boy. That was the appetizer. Okay. Just got me going a little bit. Okay. So, number two is the uh, media reports that Baker Mayfield has dissed his. I'm just so sick of. Did we talked about this a little bit earlier on? Yes, we did. So sick and tired of like the media and how they take shit and just twist it. Did you watch? Did you see this? No. Okay. So basically Baker Mayfield is revealing his Madden score, which is an 82. Wow. Okay. They have him rated as an 82. Nice. And he's joking around because his catch, uh, his catching rating or whatever is a 38. Right. And he's like 38. I got way better hands than all the receivers at OU, man. Like that, and he's like, and they're all like, oh, start laughing and stuff. And he's like, he's like, I mean, I got way better receivers now, but like, I got way better hands than all the guys at OU. Yeah. And that got taken as him dissing all of the OU wide receivers. It's like, 
Dude, is anybody allowed to talk anymore? <laughs> like, can anybody joke around and talk anymore? That's no. what I want to know. Everything has to be serious. I love every... And half of the time, it's not even serious. You just want them to give you some stupid-ass answer. It's like... So you can run with that. Yeah, it's it's so stupid, man. It's like, that that was nothing besides playing around. And if all those receivers heard that, they probably would start laughing because after he caught that pass in the Rose Bowl, he probably was like, I got better hands than all you guys yeah. do. Yeah. If Especially, I could, th- if I could throw yeah. to myself, I would have thrown ten more touchdowns. Especially a dude that's like revered like that from his teammates. Yeah, it's like, it's like just people. Yeah. People have to make shit. So, and it's like the worst part is all those people reporting. Like ninety percent of them have no clue even what a locker room is like. Right. What it is, what it's like, anything like that. They have no clue because all of them were like geeks learning how to use APA cit- citation while they were playing sports. Stupid. And that's all I have to say about now, that. Now, what do you folks think? It's a beautiful house, right? Well, you know, I'm thinking this might be a bit large for uh, what we need. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Is this house too big for you? Now, Just a second, Hugh. Why don't you ask your wife what she needs, pal? Oh, I'm sorry. She used to something smaller, and you don't think she can handle it? Okay. I think we're going to get going. It's okay, you guys. I'm here. I want this to be a good experience for you, okay? I'll tell you what, buddy. How about I take your wife upstairs and show her what it's like to be deep inside a really big house? All right, dude. Are you ready for the hard close? Yeah. The dismount <laughs> the propor- of proportions that people have expected from the Vic Vinegar segment. And that is that all of Cleveland expects a thank you going LeBron's way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, if you listen to the radio show, they're running like as they come back into their show, they're, they're like replaying the 16 championship, and they're like, thank you, LeBron. Bullshit, thank you, LeBron. Okay, number one, let me read this right here, okay? Okay. I have pulled up right now LeBron's, uh, LeBron's letter from what, that he wrote when he came back to Cleveland, okay? So everybody who wants to be like, oh... You know, LeBron is this, and LeBron is that, and LeBron does this, and LeBron does that. It's like, I I just want to read this, okay? Let me get to the part that I want to read. Okay, look, I think we're just going to go now. Okay, we're going to go. Sir, we don't want any trouble, sir. Please, Jonathan. Are you going to buy this house? Yes, what? Congratulations, folks. You just bought a brand new house. So, okay. What he wrote in here, this is exact quotes from it. Okay. When I left Cleveland, I was on a mission. So this is when he's he's referring when he went to Miami. Mm -hmm. I was seeking championships, and we won too. But Miami already knew that feeling. Our city hasn't had that feeling in a long, long, long time. My goal is still to win as many titles as possible, no question. But what's most important for me is bringing one trophy back to Northeast Ohio. He did that, okay? Mm -hmm. I always believed, and that's what everybody's saying is like, oh, can you really be mad he fulfilled the promise? Right. Okay. Okay. I always believed that I'd return to Cleveland and finish my career there. I just didn't know when. After the season, free agency wasn't even a thought, but I had two boys 
and my wife Savannah is pregnant with a girl. I started thinking about what it would be like to raise my family in my hometown. I looked at other teams, but I wasn't going to leave Miami for anywhere except Cleveland. The more time passed, the more it felt right. This is what makes me happy. Okay? So the other part that he writes in here is, Before anyone ever cared where I would play basketball, I was a kid from Northeast Ohio. It's where I walked. It's where I ran. It's where I cried. It's where I bled. It holds a special place in my heart. People here have seen me grow up. I sometimes feel like their son. Their passion can be overwhelming, but it drives me. I want to give them hope when I can. I want to inspire them when I can. My relationship with Northeast Ohio is bigger than basketball. I didn't realize that four years ago. I do now. This entire letter is f***ing bullshit. <laughs> and the Big. entire homecoming from, from him is bullshit. Okay? Bro, you're like touting yourself as this like amazing... Like, oh my God, gift to us in this letter. This doesn't even mean shit. You just went to L.A. For no reason. For no reason. You went to L.A. so that you maybe can make some movies. Like, what the hell does this letter even mean? It's bullshit. You thought that you had a better roster here to come home to, and so you played everybody in Cleveland so that we would all be like, oh my God, LeBron, when you came back, you specifically said in there you want to finish your career. And I pray to God that when he's old and decrepit and can't f***ing play anymore, Dan Gilbert looks at his ass and is like, nah, we're good. Like, that's that's bullshit, dude. That's what he's going to do. He's going to come back. He's going to try to do a farewell right. tour, and everybody's jamming it down my throat that I'm supposed to thank the dude. Thank you for what? Like what? You took us to four finals. We lost three out of the four. Thank you for the one championship. But, like, that isn't just just LeBron. Like, Kyrie hit a game, like, the game-winning three. Kevin Love stepped out and played amazing defense on, on Steph Curry. I understand LeBron had a big impact on that, and we probably wouldn't have made the Kevin Love trade had he not come back. But had he not come back, we probably still would have, like, Andrew Wiggins getting ready to enter into his prime right now. We would have Kyrie still Kyrie still would be here, and he's getting into his prime right now. We still would have a lot of players and be really, really competitive right now. And I guess, like, my take on it is, is, like, you literally just left us high and dry and slapped us in the face with a, with taking that contract that you did in L.A. Like, what Like what the hell is there really, like, at the end of the day, what, what am I seriously supposed to thank fucking LeBron James for? He should be thanking us, like, literally thanking us for spending all of the money, giving Dan Gilbert the capability to go spend an outrageous amount of money to put teams around him that got him to the finals four years, and then he, like, we didn't win anything. Like we had the best player leaves. in the will, like the world, and he packs up and leaves again. It's his mo though. Four years and he's gone. I mean, I guess like no one should have expected that. But when you read, I always expected to come back here and and finish my career here. This letter means nothing. That was amazing, bro. You think that's going to work? Bro, it already did work. You heard the skirt. She said, yes, I will buy this house. That is a binding verbal contract. Now, I heard it, you heard it, and a pussy husband of hers heard it too. If they back out now, I will find them, I will strangle them, I will beat them into oblivion. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm full of the vinegar. Oh, hey, yeah. how'd it go? Sold it. Sold the house. Sold it. I'm sorry, dude. I, I know everybody loves LeBron. There's probably going to be a statue. We're probably going to retire his jersey. But... Thank you. 
Come on, dude. It's a stretch. All right, thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Boy, man. that was a really funny segment we had there at the end. You know, I don't like the sarcasm. <laughs> Got a little serious. I don't like the sarcasm. Got a little serious. Yeah, well. We made people laugh the whole rest of the show. We're very funny. We're very popular in Bismarck, Maryland. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Our loyal, true fan base. You know what? They're staying right here. You know what? They're not touching that radio dial. Okay. Why don't you just end the show? Okay. Thank you. This is the end of the show. You didn't tell them where you could find us. Well, you didn't tell me to do that. You just said end the show. Okay. You can find us, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, okay? App. Whatever. It's Apple Podcasts. It's an app. It's on your phone. It's purple. doesn't matter. It's on your phone. Every time you turn it on, it's there. Subscribe. Listen, okay? Then you go to Twitter, at Between the Nicks, or Facebook, and you can email us, nickandnickpodcast at gmail.com. So can I talk about Jurassic World now, or like, is that? No. Hell no. Okay. Never. See ya. Check this out. Go brownies.